When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The following is a Learfield presentation of the Virginia Tech Sports Network. This is your inside source to Hokie Sports. The Hokie Sports Insider, presented by Phillips Real Estate. Time to catch up on everything happening in Hokie Nation with your host, Evan Hughes. Hello, Tech fans. Welcome in Season 2, Episode 19 of the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. Great to have you with us wherever, however you're listening, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Hokiesports.com. Fired up about today's show. We've got two great guests. Last week's ACC Wrestler of the Week, All-American Sam Latona, will join us in just a little bit. And then a little bit later, Virginia Tech men's soccer head coach Mike Brizendine stops by the show to talk about all of the recent success of uh, a couple of key players turning pro from last season's squad and all of the success Virginia Tech men's soccer has had over the years of Hokies to 
pros, including the number one overall pick, Danny Pereira, in 2021 in the MLS Super Draft. We'll talk about those two wrestlers and get you caught up in what's going on in Virginia Tech Athletics in just a moment. But first, a word from our friends over at Phillips Real Estate. If you are looking to buy or sell a home in Blacksburg or anywhere in the NRV or Roanoke area, we can help. Call Phillips Real Estate today at 540 540- 346-4552. Again, that number, 540-346-4552. Phillips Real Estate, our title sponsor here with the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. A lot going on inside of Virginia Tech Athletics. So let's get you caught up on what's going on over the next week. Start with Tech Men's Basketball back in action tonight at 10th-ranked Virginia at 7 o'clock. Going to be a great game. Hokies going for their first win at John Paul Jones Arena since 2018. And what you remember is that unbelievable overtime win against the Cavaliers. Zach Mackey and Mike Burnham have you covered on the Virginia Tech Sports Network with a 6.30 pregame show. Quick turnaround for Tech. They'll be back on the road on Saturday at 19th-ranked Clemson at 6 o'clock, and then they're back inside of Castle Coliseum on Monday at 7 o'clock against the Duke Blue Devils. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech women's basketball coming off of a great week. They moved up to 12th in the rankings. Of course, a win over Louisville last Thursday against the preseason favorites in the ACC. A Final Four team a year ago in the Louisville Cardinals. 81-79. What a thrilling win for Tech as they snapped that losing streak to Louisville. Picked up their first win against the Cardinals since 1995. They got some much needed rest with their bye week over the weekend. They're back in action tomorrow on Thursday at Pittsburgh. I'll have you covered. Virginia Tech Sports Network. Hope you can join us for the call tip off at six o'clock our first and main tip off show comes your way at 5 40 and you can listen on the hokey sports app varsity network app hokeysports.com or sirius xm then tech back at home sunday at one o'clock against wake forest virginia tech wrestling big time ranked dual win against app state on friday 23 to 11 headlined by yet another win against a all-american for true freshman Caleb Henson, he is this week's ACC Wrestler of the Week. And this is the third time this year that he has won that award. Virginia Tech men's tennis opened up their season with wins over Queens and JMU over the weekend. So a good start for Coach Thompson's squad. And how about Virginia Tech men's swimming and dive? Knocked off Virginia this past weekend. A huge deal. Congratulations to Virginia Tech men's swimming and diving that's a look at what's going on inside of virginia tech athletics and what's coming up over the next week again couldn't be more excited about our two guests today first off chatting with sam latona an all-american who's 18 and 4 on the year had a huge win against Vito arugia one of the biggest of his career at the moss art center two weeks ago uh, had another ranked win against app state he's wrestling at a really high level we talk about his transition from 125 to 133 uh, the chip on his shoulder after last season and uh, this this team overall right now, I, I, I loved hearing him talk about uh, what he's seen out of Caleb Henson and Tom Crook, Hunter Bolin, and just a really fun 25-minute interview with Sam Latona coming your way in just a moment. And then a little bit later, Virginia Tech men's soccer head coach Mike Brizendine stops by to talk about three players that signed pro contracts in the offseason. 
Danny Flores, Ben Martino, Kyle McDowell, and all of the great pros that his program has produced. That conversation with head coach Mike Brezidon a little bit later. When we come back, Sam Latona joins us next, Season 2, Episode 19 of the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast presented by Phillips Real Estate. You're on the inside. More Hokie Sports Insider is next. There isn't a better feeling than coming back home to Blacksburg to cheer the Hokies on to victory. As local real estate experts in VTLM, nobody appreciates that more than the folks over at Phillips Real Estate. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in Blacksburg or anywhere in the NRV or Roanoke area, we can help. We can't wait to cheer on Coach Young's and Coach Brooks' squads this winter. Call Phillips Real Estate today at 540-346-4552. And go Hokies! Locally owned and operated in Blacksburg since 2003, SignSpot is your home for all signage needs. If you're looking for event signage, banners, lighted signs, or your new Hokie Bird wall decal, SignSpot can provide it all at affordable prices. Visit SignSpot at or give them a call at 540-961-7768. SignSpot, the official sign provider of Virginia Tech Athletics. Time for the Phillips Real Estate Athlete of the Week. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in Blacksburg or anywhere in the NRV or Roanoke area, give Dave and his team a call at 540-346-4552. Once again, here's Evan Hughes. Hokie Sports Insider Podcast continues on Season 2, Episode 19. We are joined by someone who has a ton of credentials. To simplify, last week's ACC Wrestler of the Week, currently ranked 6th in the nation, the All-American himself and one of the best personalities on Virginia Tech Wrestling Squad, Sam Latona, joins the show for the first time. Sam, thanks for being here. How you doing, my friend? Good, good. Excited to be here. Uh, it's been a fun season, and uh, we're going to keep it rolling. So, 18-4. On the year for you, I just coming off of a huge month specifically for you. What's been the key to this year for Sam Latona? Um, I'd say the biggest thing is uh, consistency for me. You know, I, I had a couple of losses that were like, okay, I probably shouldn't be losing these dudes, especially you know at the beginning of the year. Um, but just staying consistent, and you know, my coaches stay believing in me, and I, I believe myself because of that, and I know know my potential, and know I can wrestle with, you know, anyone in the country, literally. So just, just staying consistent, keep working hard, and, and knowing that, you know, good things will come eventually. It's been so fun to watch you compete, this team compete. You guys are coming off of a ranked win, I think an underrated win at App State, a program that's kind of coming up on the rise, on the road. Uh, let's start with the team. How good of a victory was that for the squad? Yeah, it was exciting um, because, yeah, like you said, they have a really good team this year. You know, it's probably the best team they've had. Had in a while, and their you know their coach does a good job there, Coach Bentley, and uh, you know I actually have someone from my high school that wrestles on that team, Will Miller, the kid that wrestled uh, Mackay. Um, so it was fun to go down there and, and be able to get that victory and, and get that win and keep the momentum hopefully going into ACCs next week. You know we have a big match against NC State. How about for you, uh, Mr. Sudden Victory over here the last couple of weeks against uh, Sean Carter, ranked 24th in the country. How were you able to pull that one out there in Sudden Victory? Yeah, you know, I, I was getting to my shots. I just I wasn't finishing. I, I've been working on that a lot more. Um, but, you know, I I felt like I was in control of the whole match the whole time. So I wasn't too worried, and, and I finally got, got that last takedown. So it was good, but, you know, I, I still got to keep building and keep getting better. And 
and you know advancing in some of those positions that I need to work on. All right, this is an open question. Go whatever direction you want. Okay. When you go to sudden victory, mm-hmm. what is your mindset when you go into it? I mean, how aggressive are you? You've had so many mm-hmm. close matches. What are you thinking about when you go to sudden victory? Go, go get that takedown. You know, you get two minutes, and, and it's like don't, don't wait. You know, even, even when it's tied, and there's you know maybe one minute left. It's always like go get, go get that takedown. So I'm always aggressive, and that probably stems off of my coaching staff. You know, they're. You know, always go get it, go get it, go get it. You know, so it's it's you know when I when I'm in sudden victory, you know, I, my toe was on the line and he was kind of laying down. I, I knew he was tired, and I was like, I'm I'm gonna go get this takedown. So just be aggressive and you know, keep going, keep wrestling hard. And if you do go into the right outs, and keep wrestling hard there. So you know, mostly just be aggressive and keep wrestling throughout every position. I know that wrestlers don't necessarily want to be in those positions, right? Everyone wants the bonus points and the big wins, but do you like those moments coming <laughs> uh, down the stretch? opportunity to win it late yeah I mean you know obviously like I like to go dominate and coach Brewer always tells me you know 10 points or more that's always the goal and when I do that I'm, I'm really good but uh yeah I mean it, I think it, the biggest thing is it is it shows my toughness and how tough I am you know and, and like when I get in those you know scenarios where I'm down by a point or it's overtime or I'm tied whatever it is you know it just shows how tough I am and I always tell myself like in my head like and after the match like I'm just too tough like I'm way tougher yeah. than that guy so that that's the biggest thing it's cool to see you know my, almost like my hard work pay off to where like okay that's why I did you know those bike sprints the other day that's why I did those hill sprints or whatever you know extra stuff after practice so well uh, no doubt your toughness has showed many times <laughs> in you. your career including the Moss Art Center match. Let's get to it because I know a lot of the fans listening right now, they've been to so many duels, but that's the one that everybody's got circled on their calendar with a bright red Sharpie and the thrilling 3-2 victory over then number three, Vito Rujal of Cornell. Highest ranked win of your career. Um, how were you able to get that done in what was just such a really fun duel? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I wrestled him twice before and he beat me both times, you know, so I, I really wanted that one and... You know, last year was a little different than this year. He beat me in Vegas, like six to one, but it was like kind of one, you know, flurry where he caught me on my back, and that was the only score. So I knew I was right there, and you know, Coach Brewer was, you know, in my ear the whole week, like, you know, even before, you know, like this is the one we need. You're gonna go get this one. You're gonna go get this one, and and you know, I I, I really wanted it just for, you know, to prove to myself and everyone in the country, like I'm I'm right there with the best guys in the country, and you know, so I. I was excited about that one, but, you know, it's it's always, you know, on to the next thing, on to the next yep. thing. So my coaches did a good job of that, like, let me know, like, hey, like, you're supposed to do this, and now it's on to the next. You, you know, know? We, we've seen throughout your career, Sam, that you can score and put up points, but, I mean, your defense, so good in that third period. I mean, he was coming after you, and I, I thought that just really goes to show just how complete of a wrestler you are in that win. Yeah, yeah, I, I've been working a little bit on, you know, like my sprawls and, you know, when, you know, up by one with, 45 seconds left, you know, those scenarios and being able to knee sprawl and be able to hit my down blocks and know he's coming and still also, like, try to get into my ties and my offense um, because that's a big thing, too. It's like if something's working, you know, don't stop. Like, if, if my shot's working, don't stop. But, yeah, when it got to those, like, 20 seconds, I was I was kind of backing up hitting my knee sprawls, but it, it felt good. You know, you mentioned going into that match you were previously 0-2 against him, mm-hmm. and you wrestled him in December, mm-hmm. correct, at the Cliff Keen. So yep. you just saw him about four weeks prior how much film going in do you watch from that? And how much do you take from that previous matchup? Or do you kind of not think about that as much going in? No, you definitely, I mean, it's an advantage. You know, if you've wrestled a guy, you, you can kind of get that feel. But I, I don't watch too much film. Coach Brewer does a lot of the film watching. And then, you know, he'll let me know, like, hey, this is what this guy's going to do. But I don't like to watch too much film. You know, if Coach Brewer tells me to, I will. Um, so I'll do it every once in a while just to kind of see what 
the guy does or what he has. Um, but you know, I like to wrestle my style no matter what. Like I don't like to change my what I do for someone else. But yeah, I definitely definitely impacted me wrestling him because I kind of knew and I knew he has a really different feel. Like he's got that foreign feel of like he puts his hands on you and it's like really light and you're like and then he just like snaps and he'll go to like a drag or something so it's really fast and quick but I, you know i'd felt it twice before and i kind of knew knew what was coming you've seen matches of the moss art center before but to wrestle in the marquee one the one that everyone's gonna remember i mean what was that crowd the environment like the moment after your hands raised yeah it was awesome and you know i i Every match, like, I'll go out before and I'll kind of look at the environment, see what it's like, and, uh, and look at the scores table, see where everything is kind of at. But then after that, like, I kind of, like, shut everything else out. Like, I don't really focus on the crowd or anything. Um, and it's funny, like, everyone was running down, you know, the aisle to come and jump on the mat or whatever. And I was like, it was just, like, so out of my element. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Like, I told Coach Bruce, like, that's fine. You don't have to do it. So I, d- I didn't end up running with the cheerleaders or whatever. But, yeah, it was awesome. And when I, you know, got to flex and get the crowd hype, like, that was a lot of fun. It got, got pretty loud. And my, my parents were there to see it and my girlfriend. So it, it was fun. You know, you, you think about unique environments in college sports like I think men's basketball they, they've played a game on like a a naval ship before mm-hmm. and they've done some unique things but here at Tech the baseball field yeah. and Moss I mean forget wrestling how about just in, in, yeah. in college sports in general two of the most unique mm-hmm. um, places to to hold a sporting event I mean yeah. it's so cool yeah no Moss is like and it's, it's really cool and it's so cool because like or not I don't know if it's cool it's kind of odd because like especially in that first match like the whistle will blow, and then it'll get, like, silent. You know what I mean? Like, you can hear, like, a pin drop, and then, like, something, a takedown will happen or something, and it gets, like, super loud. But it's cool, like, looking up, like, when I, you know, like I said, I go and look at the environment. When I would look up and see, like, everything, it's just, like, yeah, it's so unique and cool. It's, like, we're on the stage, and it's, yeah, it's awesome. It's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Definitely probably one of my one of my favorite places to wrestle that I, you know, throughout my whole career. We're talking to Sam Latona. He's kind with his time joining us here on the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. They've got a... Huge duel this weekend against NC State. We'll get to that a little bit later. But, you know, we're talking earlier about, you know, being 18-4 and four in the year, ranked in the top 10, so much confidence. How about just overall this year, moving up from 125 to 133? What has that journey been like for you? Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, you know, I got to really eat the summer and get big and lift some weights. And, you know, Coach, Coach Seth Dieters has done a great job with me. And, you know, I, I actually – you know, I'd say before him, like, I, I probably dreaded lifting, and now, like, it's it's so much fun to go down to the weight room. Like, he makes it enjoyable. Like, if something's, you know, nagging, he'll adjust, something, you know. But uh, it, it's been good moving up a weight class. I just, I feel mentally better. I feel, you know, physically better. I feel healthy. I feel like I can go into the room and focus on, you know, getting better at the sport instead of, you know, having to go and get three or four pounds off. Um, so it, it's been super nice, and, you know, like I said, probably mentally is, is probably the biggest thing that's that it's done for me. You know, in a, a busy off season, I'm sure, right when the season ends mm-hmm. and going through that and getting ready, how, how much too did did the way things end last year fuel you? Part of that journey fuel you uh, getting ready for for the season? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'd say last year. I remember, you know, after after that tournament, it was rough because you know my, my goal was to obviously be all American national champ every year. Like that's that's my goal, and you know it didn't happen. And it's like I I dreamed of doing that as a kid, and you know I did it the year before, and then. You know, I feel like I'm taking a step back, but I, I you know, I, I remember Coach Roby and Coach Hot and Coach Brewer were like, write down how you feel, you know. So, you know, right after I wrote down how I feel and I'll go look at it every once in a while and be like, I don't want to have that feeling again. But the one positive that I took from it was like it was the most hungry I had been like 
in a while. Like I felt like I have a chip on, I feel like I have a chip on my shoulder and like, I feel like I have something to prove again. And like, I just remember after season, like I was like, I just want to get back to work. You know, like I want to, I want to get back to the room. I want to start, you know, working on some things and figuring some things out and, and getting back to w- what I do best is, you know, outwork everyone. So, yeah. And no doubt you've absolutely, and, and you mentioned you re- you have a chip on your shoulder. Does, mm-hmm. does some of that come from, and I know the pride that you have coming from Alabama, right? Not known for yeah. being a, a wrestling power. Does, does, does some of that come from that? Yeah, for sure. You know, just, just being from Alabama, like we don't, we don't get much respect, you know, it's maybe we shouldn't, maybe we should, but I, I mean, I, I like to prove people wrong and show people, you know, that you can do it from anywhere. And I like, you know, my club back home, like I like to prove to them, like, Hey, listen, it, it doesn't matter where you're from, you know, like, you can work outwork everyone in the country and, and, you know, be the best in the country. So that's what I'm trying to prove. And, you know, I, I, I like to stick to my roots of working hard and, you know, that's what I've always been, you know, about. And so I, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, I, I think it is growing. I like to mention on the year that, you know, you're from Alabama because of the pride you mm-hmm. have in it, but then also talking with uh, Tom Crook this year and the yeah. pride he has of representing Florida, yeah. uh, Caleb Henson Georgia. from Georgia. Yeah. Uh, th- those guys have a lot of pride coming from those states. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, yeah. Like you said, like chip on our shoulders, like uh, no one thinks, you know, being from the South, they don't think we should be able to do, do anything in wrestling. And we like to prove them wrong. And, you know, the, coach has done a great job recruiting out of the south you know it's pretty cool like we have a lot of guys from the south you know we we recruit the best out of the south which is fun yeah no uh very well you know you you bring up coach uh, cody brewer mm-hmm. and i want to give him a chance to just uh shine some light on him because this coaching staff is so great top to bottom obviously he works with you know the 125s 133s the lightweights but what impact has he had on your wrestling career uh i don't know i can't even put it into words you know what he's done for me and I, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to me express to him like what he's done for me, you know, just not even outside or not even in wrestling, like outside of wrestling, you know, like he's like there for me no matter what, like anything in my life, like he would do anything for me. And I think when you have someone like that, and I kind of had someone in high school that was like that in Shad Wrestler. And then now it's, you know, Coach Brewer. And when you have someone like that, like my confidence just soars, you know, that's probably one of the biggest things is like, I know, like, you know, he would do anything for me, and, like, he believes in me probably even more than I believe myself. And when I have someone like that, like, my confidence is just through the roof. And, you know, obviously, like, he's NCAA champ. Like, he's been there, done that. Like, he knows what he's talking about. He's got the technique. He's always, you know, improving in areas just, just specifically, you know, for the guys on the team. So it's it's pretty cool, man. He's awesome. I can't can't even explain what he's done for me. That's so well said. And I, I, I love the wrestling staff. I just think from – from Coach Roby all the way down. Yeah. Just what a great group of people, mm-hmm. let alone really great coaches yeah. as well. And uh and we'll we'll talk about the uh the, the staff versus uh wrestlers basketball games a little bit later. That's how we close our podcast. <laughs> okay. we'll, yeah. we'll get your starting all five. Right. I know that they talk a lot about <laughs> it. Um how about you look at the squad this year, though, Sam, and top to bottom, I think that there was so much anticipation around the freshmen, right, and what they could do, and my goodness, uh, let's start with Caleb Henson. Dude just keeps knocking off All-Americans yeah. left and right, just yeah. did against App State. Um, what are you seeing from Caleb Henson this season? Caleb Henson is a savage. Like, that's the only way to put it, honestly. I mean, the dude works super hard, does everything right, and goes out and competes hard. Like, it's like, he's so stingy in some areas, like, it's like, you see someone get in on a shot and it's like, he's not giving up this takedown. Like he'll die before he gives up the takedown, you know? And that's kind of what you saw against, you know, John, John, like he was like, I'm, you know, he got down early and then he was like, I'm not, I'm not losing this match, you know? So 
that's the biggest thing is just he's a savage and he works hard and you know I take things from him you know even though he's a true freshman like he's got some really good stuff and like I, I like to you know take things from him so I and I, I've talked about it so many times on this podcast so for those listening I know I sound like a broken record but it'll always stick with me I interviewed him after he won the Southeast Open title and I never met him before and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interviewing him the first couple minutes trying to get a feel for what, what the interview is going to be like and said you know man you know you win that as a true freshman what's it like and, and I'm paraphrasing here he just looks at me and goes I didn't come here to win Southeast Open titles, though. Came here yeah. to be an All-American and yeah. compete for ACC and National Championships. Yeah. And, man, if he has not embodied that yeah. uh, this whole season. That's that's his confidence, too. You know, like, he's he's one of the most confident dudes I've ever met in my life. Like, he truly believes, like, he's never going to lose a match in his entire life, which is which is awesome. You know? but, but it's not a... It's not a like a bad confidence. Like, it's like a cool yeah, confidence yeah. that yeah. he has. And even even the way, like, he carries himself, like, after he lost to Mahler and Yanni... Um, I think we're, those were the only two. He's, you know, just to, the way he carries himself after, like he's not like a sore loser. Like he's like, okay, on to the next thing. You know, like he doesn't, you know, throw his headgear, throw a fit. Like it's actually been been pretty cool to watch. Like he's really enjoyable to be around even after he loses. So it, that's that's one of the things I've also taken from Caleb. Uh, and Tom Crook too. I want to make sure you, you, we give him the love too because yeah. I know Henson's top ten, but he's top fifteen. He's having a great true freshman year as well. Yeah, me and me and Tom. It's funny. So I, I'm living with Tom and Caleb and Eddie next year. Um, Eddie, you know, Ventresca. So they're gonna move in, uh, Caleb and Tom. But Tom is really similar to me. Like he's he's a really hard worker. Does like everything right. Like his mindset's kind of the same as me. So just to see his his hard work paying off, you know, it, it's pretty cool. Like he. He definitely deserves, you know, what he's getting, and he's going to keep working hard and keep, keep, you know, living the right lifestyle, and, and things are going to work out for him here. He's he's awesome. You know, how about the year Hunter Boland's put together? Right, mm-hmm. could have uh, left and and started whatever he wants to do after college, but he he wanted to come back one final year, and, and I think so many Hokie fans have got to feel just so happy for him having the success he's having in one final year. Yeah, no, Boland. Hunter Hunter is awesome, and you know when he came back for that that last year, I was excited just because like I I feel like I feel like he's like the last like dude that I looked up to that's on the team. You know, like I, when I came in, you know, like I had like Cody Hughes and Dave McFadden, you know, Corbin Myers left last year, so he's kind of like the last older guy that like I really looked up to and was like on the team. You know, even my older brother was on the team. Like I've, I've just known him for so long, so like having him here one more year was nice just because I I didn't. I, I can't imagine coming in and not seeing, you know, an older face in the in the room and, you know, just being able to see his work ethic and what he does and, and it's it's been nice. He, I'm super happy he came back. Is it crazy to think that once he leaves, not that you're going to be that equivalent of mm-hmm. old, but all of a sudden you're going to be kind of the elder statesman yeah. in the room? No, I, I've definitely thought about it a couple times. Even this year it's felt like a little bit, with especially with Corbin gone. Um, you know, I, yeah, it's definitely weird thinking like I'm going to be the older, like veteran type guy, but it's, it's nice cause I, you know, I've got some experience and like, I feel comfortable. Like it's, it's cool. Yeah. All right. So I was watching over the weekend and if you haven't seen it, uh, Henry Alves did a great job putting together a highlight video that documents 100 years yeah. of Virginia tech wrestling. Mm-hmm. And what's really unique about it is there are a lot of moments that have happened in the last four or five years that are in that video, including your win against Jacob Camacho <laughs> yeah. at the buzzer of NC State. Coming up this Friday, if you haven't heard about it, I, it is going to be such an unbelievable crowd on Friday because it's really the first time since 2018 yeah. that fans can be packed in Castle mm-hmm. for a Tech 
NC State duel. So let's before we go go back and uh, look down memory lane this Friday. Just how hungry are you guys to compete against your rival in NC State? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like we're always excited when it's NC State, just because we we have we have to go get the win. You know, it's like we don't want to, like we have to. It's just something we have to do. So you know, super excited, looking forward to it. You know, try to approach every match the same. You know, gonna put together a really good week. Already have you know yesterday and. So far this morning, um, but you know, just yeah, just focusing on ourselves, focusing on you know putting together a good week, and and good things will happen come Friday. But yeah, I'm excited for the crowd. You know, I know it's going to get rowdy and and be exciting, and you know they're going to be in their bench hitting their clap and you know screaming. And so yeah, I'm I'm excited though. It's going to be fun. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack. And the shoulder like a passing lane? Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Let's go down memory lane, Sam. Uh, yeah. One of the moments of Virginia Tech wrestling in 100 years of existence, the the win against Jacob Camacho that won you guys that ACC Domi Championship in 2020. Almost, what, uh, three years removed from it, right? Two yeah, years? I think so, yeah. When you look back on it now, when all this time has passed, mm-hmm. what stands out to you most when you think back about that win over Jacob Camacho? I, you know, I remember saying it when it happened, and I'll say it now. Like, I didn't even really care that I won. Like, it was, like, me individually won. Like, I wanted to do it for the team. You know, that was the biggest thing was, like, I, we have, because like I said, we have to be at NC State. So that was, that was probably the coolest thing was, like, I got to do it for my team. And, like, I jumped in Makai's arms after. Like, it, it was a lot of fun. Like, I'll, I'll even say, like, to this day, like, it was probably the coolest match I've ever wrestled. Like, it was probably the most fun. And, like, you know, my brother got to be there, and, you know, my dad got to be there, and so it, my mom got to be there. It was it was awesome. Like, it was a lot of fun, and it was, it was yeah, probably the coolest match I've ever been in. You know, and I asked you earlier if you like being in those moments. And typically, right, if you start at 125, you're the one who leads things mm-hmm. off, and it's heavyweight who mm-hmm. finishes a duel. But they started at 133, and it ended with you. So going in to your match, did you realize what you had to do in order to win the entire duel? Um, so it's funny. Actually, the day before, I remember, I always ask Coach Roby, you know, like, what weight we start, are we starting at? Just, you know, if we flip, or I just like to know in my mind mentally. And he said, well, what if we start at 133? And I was like, I would love that. You know, just because I knew the chance of it maybe coming down to 125. So we ended up doing that. And then, uh, and then yeah, it, it all, it all kind of came down to me. And I, like, I love the pressure, you know, like I love, you know, being in those moments and stuff. So, yeah, it was it was awesome. And again, I mean, last second when you when you got those near fall points, did you think in your head, OK, I, I beat the buzzer. I got that. Yeah. No. So I, I didn't even answer your last question. I, I thought I just had to win to to win the duel. I thought like all I had to do is win by a point or whatever it was. And then I think they end up realizing like during my match that I had to win by two points. So I didn't even realize, and I didn't even know I got two back points until like a day later. And that's what won the duel. Wow. I think my dad I was talking to my dad and he was like, yeah, it's crazy. You got those back points at the end or said something. And I was like, what? And then he explained to me that that's what won the duel. So I didn't even know until a day later. Um, but yeah, it, so just everything that happened was like kind of insane. Like that was like the most insane 
you know, duel I've ever been a part of and getting those back points at the end. It was, it was, yeah, crazy. And I was lucky enough to be one of the, I forget what the hundred were that were allowed capacity wise to be in mm-hmm. castle. And it was rocking. Yeah. I I remember how loud it was actually. And I, I just remember thinking after like, holy crap, like if there was, you know, 5,000 people here, this place might've like erupted literally. So yeah, it was impressive how loud it got. Uh, it was uh, incredible. And I remember saying to myself, that's one of the best sporting events I've ever <laughs> yeah. been to period. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was unbelievable. And uh, again, I'm so excited for these tech fans because you know that they missed being there for that. And a lot of them got to see uh, the the broadcast of it. And you delivered a moment for Rock Harrison of the AC. Yeah. He'll never forget either. When you yeah. first saw that reaction, what were you thinking when you saw uh, him call that? I was just laughing. Like, it was just funny, you know, and even like his slide, like he's at home wearing his slides. Like, it was just funny. And like, to this day, like, I finally got to meet him, I think, last year for the first time, and, like, he's an awesome dude, like, fun to be around, fun to talk to, so I'm I'm glad, like, he got that moment and stuff, too. I'm glad we can share it, kind of. Uh, I think it's amazing, because I think some people don't realize how hard it is to call um, sporting events from your home, and to, to feel like mm-hmm. you're actually there, and you feel the intensity, and for him to have that moment, uh, and, and, and I think uh, this is a, a testament to Rock, people don't realize he wrestled at UVA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yep. he's so good at his job, you would never know yeah, that, and, yep. and I, I think that that's, uh, anyways, love Rock Harrison, yeah. and uh, he'll be on the call, Sean Kenny, this Friday, of course, for Tech and, uh, and NC State, so, okay, a couple of fun ones here, and then we'll let you get back to uh, preparation for Friday. Cool. We ask every wrestler who comes on the same question, because I love it. Okay. I love seeing how hard you guys compete on the basketball court, <laughs> and I see the videos of Coach Roby and everyone playing, so I've asked every wrestler, you, Sam Latona, get to pick you and four others in a starting five to go up against the coaching staff, your dream team. Okay. Who are you picking? All right, so we, I'll go with me, Makai. Um, after that, I'm going to go with Bryson Donian. You know, sometimes he's a ball hog, but he's an athlete. I think we need him on the team. Um, after that, you know, last year we had Corbin, but he's gone now, so I'm going to have to pick another one. Um, I'll go with Brandon Wittenberg because he's got some handles. Okay. He's got some handles. And then my last one, I'm going to have to go with, I need a big man. I think I'm going to go with Andy Smith because he gets boards. He he cannot dribble to save his life. Like, he needs to get the board and pass it. Like, he'll get he'll get a rebound and literally lose it like two seconds later. So we got to work with Andy a little bit, but I think that's my starting five. See, I feel like if I'm scouting the coaching staff against, let's just say, that starting five, mm-hmm. It's really guard heavy. I feel like there's a lot of jump shots. There's nobody that's yeah. really going to play bully ball. Yeah, I, see, that's the thing. We don't have too many people that do that. I mean, maybe you know Hunter Katka over Andy because he can get some boards too. But Andy just gets so many boards. You know, even Makai can guard. You know, play a little bit of bully ball. But man, it's it's hard to guard Jared Hot and mm-hmm. Tucker. Tucker's unreal too. I mean, he'll. I'm like, what is going on? Sometimes when we play them, it, yeah. It's... So that's what I was going to ask. Who's the who's the guy you don't like guarding the most mm. from the staff? Who's a bu- <laughs> who's a quote unquote bucket on uh, the coaching staff? I'd say a bucket is probably Tucker, but I don't like guarding Roby just because I'm kind of scared of him. Like, <laughs> like he, he gets in there. We had a heated moment earlier uh, this past summer, so I'm kind of kind of scared to guard Coach Roby, but. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the best thing that never gets televised, yeah. folks. Uh, tech wrestling, uh, the it's athletes, uh, the wrestlers against the uh, the coaching staff. All right, well, we, and then we close all of our interviews with the same question for everybody. Um, what does it mean for you to be a Hokie and why? Um, that's a tough question because, you know, you can go so many ways with this. But, um, you know, 
being a Hokie, just like to carry myself with pride just because I know I'm a Hokie and know, you know, all the people that have come before me, you know, between, you know, Devin Carter and Dave McFadden and Jared Hot. So just knowing I'm trying to carry out that legacy for them and, and do it for them almost. And, you know, just, just, you know, carrying myself with pride and working hard and being consistent, dedicating, you know, having integrity and integrity and being a Hokie. Very well said. Nearly 30 minutes with the great Sam Latona. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Best of luck on Friday. How about a final message for Hokie Nation to come out Friday? Go Hokies. Come out. Be rowdy. Get loud. And I'm, I'm super excited. It's going to be a fun one. That's Sam Latona. We'll step aside for a quick break. When we come back, the head coach of Virginia Tech men's soccer, Mike Brizardine, joins us next on the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. When you support Main Street Pharmacy, you also support your Virginia Tech Hokies. Main Street Pharmacy is locally owned in Blacksburg by a proud Hokie alum. We have quick, superior service. We save people money, and we have free delivery to the Virginia Tech campus, Blacksburg, and Christiansburg. Our patients are our family, and we invite you to join us today. Transferring prescriptions is easy. Visit msblacksburg.com or call us at 540-605-7721, and we'll take care of everything. Main Street Pharmacy. We treat you like a neighbor, not a number. Hokie Sports Insider Podcast continues on from one great interview of Sam Latona of Tech Wrestling to one of my favorites here at Virginia Tech, head coach of men's soccer, Mike Brizendine, gracious to join us here in 2023. First person to be on the show in 2021, 2022, and 2023. So, Boom. Coach, consistency. Uh, consistency. Yep. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for coming on. Uh, it's been a couple of months since we've talked. Mm-hmm. How are you? How's the team? How's the offseason been? Yeah, good. I'm doing well. Um, looking forward to this group. Um, yeah, we, uh, between recruiting and getting the guys back, uh, it's an exciting time, you know, so I'm ready to, I'm ready to get going though. There's no doubt about it. I've heard, uh, training starts this week. It does. Yep. Yep. So, uh, I think I'm probably more anxious or excited than maybe the boys, but yes, I'm ready to get going. You know, it, uh, too much time away, you know, messes, uh, messes me up. I got to get, get back on the field and get with the guys. Well, before you know it, August will be here. I don't want to put that in, you know, I know we got a lot of time before that, but it'll be here. I know it's been a busy time for you guys, so thanks for uh, coming by. We've got a lot to talk about uh, mm-hmm. with great news in your program of Hokies, uh, more Hokies becoming professional soccer players um, and three incredibly talented guys, Danny Flores, the Sporting FC, Ben Martino with Nashville SC, and Kyle McDowell with one Knoxville SC. All three of them, I feel like, have left their mark on the program in different ways. Just how proud are you of those trio? Oh, yeah. I'm super excited. Uh, you know, I think I've stated this before, but the goal for all of our players is to try to help them reach uh, whatever ambition that they have. And so uh, it was clear with all three of those guys, they want to be professionals. And so, um, you know, we want to try to aid them in that process. Uh, now, again, I'm not letting them off the hook as far as still getting a degree, you know, I'll still hound them like I do Danny Pereira and the ones before him. But, uh, yeah, I'm really happy that they were able to to do that and get in situations that I think are really good for them because that's getting signed is a big piece, but then you have to find situations that are good for you where you think that you can excel. And I think each one of them has landed in a really good spot. I want to start with uh, with Danny for a moment. Going to uh, Sporting FC, I know just uh, you know two years here, but I'll, I'll certainly miss uh, his infectious personality. And it seemed like he brought just such a uh, he was such a leader at such a young age. What will you remember most about coaching Danny Flores? Yeah, I know that. I mean, he was a general in our midfield. You know, he was a calming force, and um, so I'll certainly miss that. Um, and also. I mean, again, he brought professionalism and everything that he did with our team. And so, you know, that's certainly missed. 
um, because guys can see that and, you know, that's infectious. And so uh, we'll certainly miss that piece. And ben Martino, coach. I mean, such a, I mean, such a, such a tall guy, obviously. But um, I mean, he came in and was an impact player. It felt like right away when he stepped foot on campus. And you've had so many great keepers in your time here with Virginia Tech men's soccer. I'm sure he'll go down as one of the most talented you've coached. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's in a he's a great goalkeeper, and it comes from a line of, of very good goalkeepers, um, which is always hilarious because uh, you know I'm a forward. Uh, Pat was a forward. Uh, we just, you know, again, um, looking at goalkeepers, but it's been one of our most uh, successful positions, you know, and we, in the recruiting process, just how it's all worked out with everyone, you know, dating back to like Chase Harrison when I first got here, it's just been, they're funny stories, you know, with the goalkeepers. That's goalkeepers and goalkeeping. It's a different group, you know, they, they march to a different beat for certain, um, but yeah, Ben is certainly one. Um, I think that has a, a very, uh, I think, long career ahead of him. You know, if he can stay healthy, uh, I think that there's a lot of opportunity and possibility for him. And, and both Danny and Ben, both products of the Philadelphia Union Youth System. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And and you guys have had a, a ton of success over the years, right, bringing mm-hmm. players from that system into yeah. Blacksburg. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, those two, again, Ben Martino, Danny Flores, and then, again, I, I feel lucky that for all of our listeners here on the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast, they hear from athletes every sport. And I swear, a top three interview that we've done in three years of this podcast now was, uh, without a doubt, Kyle McDowell coming on. I mean, just such a fun guy. I mean, a captain from England, Juco product, following his dream. Now he's playing professional soccer. Just what a cool guy. And I'm sure someone you're so glad you brought into your program for many reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a riot. I can only imagine him on the podcast uh, (laughs) because he's full of jokes and witty. um, Got a great sense of humor. And uh, but no. And again, same thing. I'm really happy for him. Um, you know, his was probably the hardest, um, just because he was a little bit older and he's international. So those are always more difficult. And so I was super pumped up when he was able to sign. And I think, you know, again, once you get your foot in the door, um, him making an impression, uh, which I certainly think he'll do, you know, he's a, he's got a strong personality and I think his determination is will, you know, we've seen it over the years. Um, so I, Again, I have great hope for him as well. And, and again, just happy for him. You know, he wanted to play. Um, and so I, I think there's a tremendous opportunity. Well, what is that difference? You mentioned it's harder for international players. Why, why is it harder for them? Uh, just teams have to use an international slot for them. And they only have a couple. And so you're talking a full roster of, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. All over the world, you know, you're using one of those for college uh, age player. So it's just it's just tougher. So, again, those are the three right now uh, in kind of the news of the offseason so far. Again, a big congrats. Danny Flores, Ben Martino, Kyle McDowell for all signing those pro contracts. But uh, Tech fans know those aren't the, the only ones, right? It's been a great run of, of those players. And going back to the 2021 MLS Super Draft, I uh, want to talk a little bit in depth about just that day, Danny Pereira getting taken number one overall, not to mention Christoph Strickler also getting drafted in that same draft. But take me through, Coach, when, when Danny – declared right and there's that preparation that leads up to the draft what was your involvement with that and the lead up to that like did you really think there was a chance that he was going to go number one overall um we knew that he'd be top three and it's always just you hear a lot during that time 
I knew the guys he was up against. I personally thought he was the best one, but it also depends on the club and what they need. You know, if they need a forward, they're not going to pick up a midfielder. Um, so there was a lot in play and, you know, talking to Danny quite a bit since he's left. I mean, that situation was so ideal and perfect for him, you know, going into a new club where he could make an imprint, um, right away and, uh, be a part of the group. He wasn't going into an existing roster and guys that have been there for years and all that. Um, everyone was new. And so it did make, it made his transition, I thought much easier and it has been an awesome place for him. You know, he's had a lot of success. Um, and some of that, I think, you know, some, how the guys have done, it's led to where we are now where, um, we're getting guys, um, picked up and uh, getting contracts, which, you know, as a, it is a blessing, no doubt, but it's difficult. You know, guys, you just don't replace any of the, the names you've mentioned easily. Christo's not an easy guy to replace. Danny Pereira, certainly not. You know, he's in one of the top couple I've ever coached here. Uh, ben Martino, I mean, the list goes on and on. It, it's So it's an awesome thing, and I'm super pumped up for the guys, but it does have an impact on us. Yeah. So, nope. yeah, we have to fill those voids, and, you know, those those aren't easy to fill. What will you remember most about the day he was drafted number one? It looked like you guys were in a suite. His family was there. What are some of the memories you have from that day? Yeah, well, we had a kind of a party because we knew that both Christo and um, Danny were going to get drafted. And we hoped Mata. You know, Mata was on the board. Um, and, yeah, we had a celebration. It was unbelievable. You know, just uh, it's kind of like a whirlwind, you know. Reminds me of, like, my wedding, you know. <laughs> where there was a lot happening and I was excited, but also I forget a lot just because a lot was happening and so many moving parts. How about the journey, you know, Danny to Virginia Tech? I don't think people fully realize getting him here and where he had come from. What was that journey like? Take me through the, the first time you saw him play. Uh, yeah, he, um, it was really odd just because I had gotten a heads up about him and um, went to Roanoke and um, watched him play and, he played on a quarter of a field in a very dim – there was those um, – you know those lights that you uh, – uh, like auxiliary lights, auxiliary lights people bring out, you know, turn on the engine and yep. it's blowing. So it's not great lighting, you know. Uh, it's kind of dark and he's playing. Um, and it was interesting because he was smiling, laughing all the time. And he looked good. There's definitely something there. But then he would get serious for a minute, dribble through the whole team. And then go back to laughing and goofing off. So I'm like, man, there's something there. But it was hard to really tell. I knew that he was good. That I know he was a two-year, then number one draft pick good. I didn't, you know. Um, but but he did that. You know, he came here and he worked hard and um, really did a good job with the team that we had here. You know, um, so, yeah, he's tremendous, tre tremendous young man. You know, I'm fortunate, blessed to have worked with him, you know. And you look at what he's done, Danny Pereira, he started 28 games with Austin FC, got to the Western Conference Finals. Do you enjoy, do you get a chance uh, through your busy schedule to watch him play at all? Oh, we are big Austin fans in my family, so we watch all of his games, or a lot of them, um, and try to go watch live. Um, my family went. Um, I, we're trying to get and watch, go to Austin and watch one uh, this summer. So, yeah, it's in the works. But, yeah, we, we follow him. We try to keep track of all the guys, you know. 
I, I hope when you guys go, he can hook you guys up with Matthew McConaughey down there because I know his profile picture on Twitter is a selfie with him and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. So maybe we can get him to come to Blacksburg for a that, match. You know? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll let him know. You know, we'll give him uh, we'll give him front row seating. <laughs> Danny Prayer, he's enjoying his life down there at Austin FC. And uh, again, we've got head coach of Virginia Tech men's soccer, Mike Brezendine, with us talking about all the pro Hokies here over the last couple of years and. Uh, you know, Jacob Labovitz is making noise, right, with uh, with uh, Greenfield Triumph and the USL. 12 goals this year, was voted as the club's rookie of the year. And it, it, it's like he's, you know, scored all those goals his senior year, Coach, and then he hasn't really looked back. He's just continued to score at a high rate. Yeah, that's right. You know, confidence, you know, what's going on between uh, players' ears. I think in any sport, you would tell, they would tell you that goes a long way. And, um, yeah, he's he's blowing it up, and I'm super pumped up for him. You know, uh, he did a great job for us, doing a great job down there, and and still has a lot of years ahead of him, you know, and, and again, he keeps himself in really good shape. So I expect, you know, that's a name we're going to continue to talk about uh, on these podcasts, podcasts for several years. Yeah, and it's amazing, too, right? That was a guy who started, but he was at uh, Fairleigh Dickinson, right, where he started mm-hmm. his career, mm-hmm. and then, you know, sometimes with transfers, you don't know how that's going to go, right? If they come in right away, make an impact, takes a while. I mean, it's like he came on campus, and then boom, I mean, just kind of hit the ground running. Well, his first year was a little bit of a transition period, because um, he had taken a little bit of time off. He yep. had left and was at home, because he's a Virginia boy, and so... Um, yeah, he had taken a little time off. So it was, again, you could see something and he's a spectacular athlete. I mean, he's really, um, I would put him in the top couple of athletes that I've ever coached. He's similar to, uh, there was a, a young man named Marcus Reed who actually works in Roanoke and he was a similar way, like unbelievable athlete could do anything. Jacob is up there in that category, um, where he could, he can run, he can drop. A jump. He's really, really strong. Um, so, all the tools that make you a good pro, you know, if you yeah. can do all those things, uh, you, you have something. And so, um, but yeah. And then once he got comfortable that spring, I really thought that he he broke out of his shell. And then the fall, he just it was lights out. And he had that moment. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was uh, he had the game winner. It was against uh, UVA, right? In double overtime. Yeah, sweet. I mean, he scored some dramatic goals. Uh, that one was unbelievable, especially with the crowd at being against UVA. It was sweet. Um, and then if you recall his goal he scored against Louisville, we were at Louisville, but that overtime goal, what a blinder that was. It was awesome and um and helped us during our uh helped us during our run, you know, um during that COVID year. That was that was big. That goal was huge. So I remember those two specifically. Yeah, uh, and, and again, you mentioned that that crowd. I mean, God, there have been some unbelievable ones, but mm-hmm. that one sticks out to me. That UVA crowd, you had fans behind the scoreboard. You know, there's a big hill right behind there. They're hanging onto the fence. Yeah. I mean, it was packed. That's right. I believe that's a record setting. Yep. You know, so it took us a while to uh, to beat some of those records, um, but I'm glad we were able to do it. It'll be tough to beat that one, you know, because there was literally no space. I don't know how many more we, bodies we could fit. I remember I came like 20 minutes in. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to find a spot here. I mean, it's unbelievable. So yeah. uh, a great stat, by the way, looked up by uh, Will Copeland. I want to give him a shout-out, too, that uh, Danny Pereira scored that unreal goal at Charlotte FC this year, and then Labovitz the hat trick against the Richmond Kickers. Those are the closest those two can play with their respective teams to Blacksburg. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, that's right. 
the good uh, vibes. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. They, they they know that Hokies are going to be in the stands when, That's they, right. when they come to those two spots. Yeah, so. and leave it to my man Will Copeland to uh, to bring that out. You know, he's the best. So he, he I'm is not the surprised best. he got that st- stat down. That was uh, that was uh, that's what makes him the best of the best, right there. Uh, yeah. How about how's uh, Seaver Haugley doing? Part of the Portland Timbers organization. Has he been doing well? Because I know, um, you know, your your brother, uh, his brother's here now, right? Yeah. How's how's Seaver doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. He's um, he's working through, I think, some contract stuff right now. Um, but uh, yeah, same thing. Like another guy with such an awesome winning personality that no matter where he's at, what he's doing, he's going to be fine. You know, because uh, he's a he's a natural leader, which uh, is tremendous and. Yeah, so I think, you know, he's still fighting the fight on the uh, the pro journey, you know, which again is, it's funny because, you know, the pro journey, especially when you're starting off, is tough. You know, everybody thinks it's, it's not, it's not Europe and it's not American football, you know, where those guys, or even baseball, I guess, where they're signing, you know, for million dollar bonuses. It's not that way. Like some of these guys are going to have to uh take a tough road you know they got to grind it out before they reach there so i again i commend them on doing that and i know that Seaver is going down that road um but uh again i have no doubt that uh, he'll be successful do you see similar how similar how different oscar to sievert uh honestly they're very different yeah they're very different uh there's a couple things that every once in a while i'm like huh uh, it reminds me of Sievert, but yeah, they're they're very different people. Oscar is very quiet and reserved, and just like Sievert, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't I don't remember a moment he was uh, neither quiet nor reserved. Um, but uh, but uh, that's not a slam on Oscar. Oscar has a lot of wonderful qualities, um, and I think that uh, he as he grows into the college game will be very 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 talented. Couple more pros I want to highlight on uh, Ben Lundgaard, right? We're talking about the great keepers that you guys have had. Yeah, he spent time with Atlanta United. Um, uh, excuse me, with uh, Atlanta and United. I mean, gosh, I mean, he was so fun. And then, uh, and then Chase Harrison, right? One of your first pros. Yeah, yeah, very good friend of mine. And um, yeah, Chase's story is interesting because uh, he, I mean. I'm hoping he's a huge future Hall of Famer. So I'll just throw that plug out there because, you know, our first NCAA tournament, he was in goal, saved the PK against Clemson in the first one. Um, That was before I worked here. I was in the stands actually interviewing for the job. Then he got a pro contract, and then he came back and worked on our staff in 07 when we went to the Final Four. Mm. Um, So he's a dear friend, plus um, we have some really, really fond memories. yeah, he's an he's an awesome guy. But yes, that goalkeeper lineage, um, you know, between Chase and Kyle Renfro and Ben Lungard, um, it, it's been it's been a really good run. <laughs> so I'm fortunate, and all those guys, uh, you know, uh, are good guys, and we have good relationships with. Still keep up. I mean, Kyle is one of the assistants at Duke. You know, he's down there after after being on our staff. So. It's good, you know, being around those guys and, and still having them around the program, and they're still giving back to, to the game in one way or the other. So it might be time to add, I don't know if there's any more space on your wall in your office, but 
For those that don't know, uh, Coach Prisnan has the best office of anybody here at Tech Athletics and a bunch of jerseys hanging. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about any jerseys that stick out to you that you have on the wall, and is there any room left? Uh, we're going to have to shift those around a little bit, um, starting to run out of space, uh, which is a good thing. Um, again, I, all of them. I have great stories with, with all of them. I mean, you go back to the the first one, Patrick Niarco, again, one of the top players that I've ever been around to coach. Um, uh, and to say I coached him is really a stretch. I was a fan with a very good front row seat to watch him do what he did. Uh, he's a tremendous player. Um, you know, Colin Buffer, I mean, I can go through and I can probably tell you a story, a great story of each one of them and, and tell you why I think they're up on the wall. But, uh, yeah, it's sweet. I mean, it brings back fond memories. Um, and it's always encouraging maybe on days where, uh, you know, like this past season, you know, we lose a game that I didn't think maybe we should have lost. And, you know, I look around that room, it brings me back up, you know, lifts my spirits a little bit. Um, thinking about the memories that I, that I had with all those guys, uh, that were up, uh, in the room. Yeah, super, super cool. And uh, always fun to go down memory lane again. Congrats to the three new pros. Again, Danny Flores, Kyle McDowell, Ben Martino. Coach, it's always great to talk to you. Uh, I'll leave our listeners with this. You mentioned we talked about it training coming up this week. What do the next couple of months look like for uh, Tech Men's Soccer in the spring? Yeah, so just a quick recap. We um, you know, we had graduated a lot of guys uh, the year before between that and pros and everything. Um so we returned a really, really young group, um, and uh, so it's awesome. We got everybody back. Uh, we graduated a couple of guys, and then we got a couple of guys pros, and then we brought in a couple of transfers. Um, so recruiting has gone tremendous. We get these uh, three transfers in and get them, you know, on board with what we're doing. Um, but, yeah, it should be an awesome spring uh, with those guys and with returning everybody. We'll, we'll probably have the deepest rosters. Um, and then we're playing in the um, the spring league again, so we're going to try to get that trophy that has uh, has been so difficult to get our hands around. Um, so we'll play Clemson, Georgetown, um, Clemson, Georgetown, Wake Forest, and then we'll play in the championships wherever we fall. Uh, and then we'll have ETSU at the end and um, at the end of April. And then we're taking the team to Costa Rica in May. Wow. So it, this is going to be a very full and kind of a long spring, you know, after that trip. They'll have been with me all the way through the end of May. So it's exciting. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. And I know, um, and you've been around now for a while, springs fly by. So we're sitting here talking, and before you know it, we'll be wearing shorts again. So uh, I'm going to try to enjoy every day and, and get after it because I know it'll before you know it, we'll be on a plane to Costa Rica. Yeah, and before you know it, we'll be talking about the preseason right back here on uh, on the same podcast. Uh, Coach, it's always great to see you. Thanks for the time. Congrats on the success, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Yeah, thank you so much. That's head coach Mike Brizendine joining us, and that'll wrap up Season 2, Episode 19 of the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. My thanks to Coach. My thanks to Sam Latona. My thanks to all of you for joining us. Hope you can tune in next week for another edition of the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. Until then, Evan Hughes saying so long. Enjoy all of the great events in Hokie Sports this week, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast presented by Phillips Real Estate. You've been listening to the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast, presented by Phillips Real Estate. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation of the Virginia Tech Sports Network.